Hello, everybody. This is Erica. This is Shari. And this is April. And you are now listening to Three Sykes and a Mic. Just as a disclaimer, although the contents of this show may be educational and therapeutic in nature, this should not be considered a replacement for therapy with a licensed professional. If you would like more information on how you can find a therapist in your area, please contact us on social media. Hey, ladies. How y'all doing tonight? Hello. Awesome. Hey, it's good to see y'all. Even though, so we're not in the same space because we're all at family's houses. um, Yes. Family (laughs) at our houses. um, But this holiday season. But we did want to step in really, really quick and say hi to everybody. um, Do a quick little topic. Um, and talk a little bit today. Um, so before we jump in, y'all, let's go ahead and check in. Um, and I know we were joking a little bit before the podcast, because usually we check in with like, what got you through? Like, how's your week been? But seeing as though we are all around all of our families for this <laughs> holiday, um, I want to switch it up a little bit and do what is going to get you through. This holiday season, while you are with your family, so what do you think will help you make <laughs> make it over the hump of Christmas <laughs> while you are with family? I'm gonna say the lovely traveling cooler that stays in the car <laughs> with, <laughs> with with various spirits. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing that's gonna get you through your traveling cooler. That's yeah. smart though, to have it in the back. In the back yeah. of the truck. Yeah. That's smart. Um, I will say meditation, um patience and maker's mark. I was going to say, did you say meditation or medication? Girl, I wish. A little bit of both if I had my right one with me. But um, meditation with the T, you know, trying to stay balanced, uh, taking deep breaths and and being slow to respond. Uh, And Makers Mark. Yeah. Shout out out to Makers. Makers has been great so far. Um, Yeah. Part is that is Whis- whiskey. Oh Lord, I'm thinking you're talking about a website. I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> to go online. Shall you're thinking about Poshmark. <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> no, I'm trying to avoid shopping. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes. What about you, Shari? Girl, um, I literally text my trainer today, like, are we going to be open this week? Because I'm going to need to get in the gym and work off some some stress, some anxiety. Um, yeah, that's definitely going to get me through. Um, and this cool wine that I've got chilling right now. Um, mm-hmm. So the wine will definitely help a lot. So, yeah, I've got to have these most of listeners know that we are very responsible drinkers. <laughs> right. 
you know, I want to at least speak for myself in that usually it sounds like alcohol is always getting me through and that there might be a little bit of truth to that. But I am a responsible drinker and I would like to say that for all of us. <laughs> um, just want to put that little disclaimer out there. Put that there. You know, we all over 21, even though Erica's is in the trunk, she does not partake while she's in the car. Absolutely yeah. do not. I do. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for adding that. I, I, yeah. Well, I will Thank let the you. listeners know that um, I'm grown. So <laughs> 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 whatever gets me through, I'm grown enough. <laughs> Thank <Not quit. laughs> Mind your business. Mind your business. All right. Just mind your business. <laughs> that's all. That's all. <laughs> Well, we are going to try to get through these holidays. We are with family doing a little bit of um, holiday spirit bringing and singing. So, yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So, kind of segueing, um, because I am spending a lot of time on my phone in the internet since I'm home with got a little time on my hands. Um, there's something that came across um, the timeline last week. Was it? Yeah, I think it was last week. Somebody, someone actually. Oh, sorry, dropped my phone. <laughs> um, someone sent me. I promise a it link was- to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the listeners, the listeners really need to know how much we love them and how we're struggling to get this podcast out. Hey, let me tell you. I got folks walking by the car looking like, why is she sitting in her car? <laughs> You're in the car? Yes. I've been I've been out all day. I've been at the coffee shop all day trying to get some reports done. I stopped for lunch because I know if I go home and I need to get back out on this side, like, it just wouldn't make sense. So I'm, I'm still in a Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to get this out. Right. She, she, she is in the parking lot of a coffee shop. <laughs> Please appreciate the dedication. Please do. Please do. I saw Erica's mama just peeked in the room. She was like, <laughs> out. you know, like we out here really trying to get this info to y'all. <laughs> so, so if you hear a little technical difficulties, just know. Just Bear know. with us. Bear with us. So if you hear somebody tapping on the car window saying, ma'am, are you okay? <laughs> or, ma'am, you need to leave. <laughs> Like you bought that one cup of tea three hours ago. What are you doing? <laughs> 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 that tea is not good for four hours, ma'am. Uh, we trying to get it uh, out, y'all. We, we are, but we gonna <laughs> we gonna keep it moving. We gonna keep it moving. So, um, so we this is the segment we like to discuss psychology in the media. So one thing that's been floating around: Dr. Umar Johnson was on the Breakfast Club last week, or maybe who knows how long ago. And there was a clip going around where he was talking about uh, mental health. So Charlemagne asked him, what are his thoughts about mental health? And much like Dr. Umar, he kind of didn't really answer the question. Mm -hmm. He went on a spiel about the history of psychology and the racist implications and that for black people, mental health means medication. And you need to make the distinction between mental health and talk therapy, because when black people go to therapy, they just throw medicine at them. Then he started listing all the listing on the medicines and then um, went on to say that 
mo- the issue is that most black clinicians are in assessment. They're not doing talk therapy, uh, which is also not, not true. Yeah. Not that they're in assessment. Most black psychologists, I won't say most, a lot are in faculty positions right. and working for like various agencies. But anyway, that's neither here nor there because my thing was like, how many black psychometrists do you know? Because I don't know. I don't know many. many psychometrist at all i don't know a single one (laughs) not a single so anyway so the problem i i took i like i had a strong strong reaction Mm -hmm. to that clip because one people do hold dr umar into high esteem regardless of my thoughts about him people do and when you have the, the title doctor in front of you and he is a school psychologist, people tend to take what you're saying as true, especially those who are not really in the field. And so even the comments that was under Charlemagne's um, video, that's what really bothered me because people were co-signing like, yeah, that's truth. And right. back in the day, black people didn't have mental health. This is new age stuff. And yeah, they're just going to throw drugs at you. I'm like, see, this is... It's dangerous. This is where it's dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Very dangerous, especially like you said, because a lot of people do hold what he says in high regard. Um, and so it's very dangerous when you have such a huge platform to right. talk about things that n- not only are they just incorrect, but like they are they have no basis in fact. They have right. no basis in truth. And so people are expecting you to bring the facts. And so when you bring information and it's not truthful, it actually turns people away from seeking different ways to manage their mental health and mental wellness. I find it also very interesting that he stated that, you know, most black psychologists were in assessment. Did he mean most of the black psychologists that he knows that are in school psychology? Because school psychologists are pretty much doing assessment, but that is just his small, you know, segment of psychology. Counseling psychologists, clinical psychologists are all doing clinical work. Now we did talk about, you know, in the previous, you know, session, we don't see a lot of, at least in our small specific area, we didn't see a lot of black psychologists doing private practice, but, the large majority are seeing clients directly, like you said, April, in agencies. And there's actually a very good number of us who are in academia and seeing um, students in school site, I mean, excuse me, in, in colleges and universities and their clinics and um, mental health facilities. You've got people who are at the VA, black psychologists who are at the VA, seeing veterans, active service members, um, and you see, we have we're in community mental health okay. yeah. community, so we are out there, and there's black psychologists seeing clients. So the fact that we're only doing assessment, or mainly, excuse me, mainly doing assessment, that might be true in his concentration of school psychologists, but that that has put this false information out there. That's actually, and Charlemagne has thousands, if not millions, of followers who are going to take this information and run with it yeah yeah which is why it's it's super dangerous and um they typically well they've had uh dr jess clemens shout out to jess that's jess she's actually a tuskegee alumnus 
Um, she's a psychiatrist, black female psychiatrist, and she's been on the show a couple of times and she has had definitely a much, I wish they would leave the mental health. If they're going to have that discussion, let her do it. Someone who's actually practicing because Dr. Uma doesn't practice. Like he, when he's a school psychologist, so that already is your scope is, is very specific, very specific. Um, he's not even practicing, but anyway, but it all just goes to say, be careful who you get your information from. Mm-hmm. Um, out there, let ask us if you have any questions. Not saying that we are the only, the end all, the be all, but I would much rather people get their information from balanced, knowledgeable sources than characters or influencers, because that's at this point what he is. And um, it it was just so much that was wrong with that whole segment. Segment, even the listing of the racist history of the field, because anything in this country has a racist origin. Literally everything. Yeah. From the water you drink, from where you live, everything has a racist origin. That doesn't mean you can't seek the services. Yeah. And that doesn't mean it can't be official. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. yeah. So I just I I hope And let's be clear, the only reason why he knows about the racist origin of psychology is because he had to learn about it in his training as a psychologist. And we learn about it, so we know not to perpetuate some of those things that happened in the field. The same way that we, you know, medical doctors and everyone else learns about the the racist history around the treatment of African Americans and other people of color um, in the medical area, and and they address this so that they don't perpetuate they or they understand some of the stigmas and things like that. So for him to use it in it's a way a situation. Exactly. You're <laughs> perpetuating the part that we don't want to perpetuate when we're talking about mental health. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think that's one of the biggest, um, the biggest disagreements. Well, it's probably not one of the biggest. I have a couple, but that is definitely one of the areas that really gets me ignited about him is that there's often a lot of a lot of criticism about different areas of black life, um, especially mental health. But as a mental health clinic, well, as a mental health school psychologist, we'll say that um, he doesn't do much around education. He doesn't do much about furthering the field, um, being able to use the platform to say like, maybe, yes, there aren't many clinicians that are practicing in his area, but showing people and talking to people about how do you find black clinicians in your area? How do you talk to your provider about the medication that you're being prescribed? How do you advocate for you yourself or your family member if they're being prescribed psychiatric medication that they aren't aware of? Like him not being able to take that stance, but just taking the stance of criticism is the part that's actually stunting mental wellness in the black community. And that's the part that's really dangerous. Right. Yeah. So. Ugh. Moral I, of the story. Don't listen to Dr. Umar. That's my like, thing. Why are we still giving him a platform? I mean, I know exactly. why, why are we still giving him a platform? And like one of my friends sent the clip to me. and was like, you know, I really want to hear your thoughts on it. And I just have too many thoughts to, to talk about. And and they're the same thoughts every time. I'm like, I don't want to have a discussion about the same thoughts about him and his inadequacies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. So my, my moral of the story is 
you know, with him or anyone else, including us, yeah. like if, if anyone is sharing information, go and then fact check, you know, and see like, is there somewhere where I can actually find this source of information? Right. And, and see if there's any support, but also look for, is there any kind co- you know, conflicting or contradictory information, just go educate yourself. When you hear something, go look it up. I mean, the access to information is just too easy. Um, and there are some reputable sources that you can go and check to see if this information is correct. You know, talk to other people. Don't just let that one source be your source of information. Yeah. Data. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right there with it. All right. Well, let's roll right into our topic, which goes into the the spirit of the season. Um, So we are um, in full swing of the holiday season. And just right around the corner is going to be those those New Year's resolutions or whatever some people want to call them. And I think it would be a really good time to kind of talk about um, should you make New Year's resolutions or should people really be talking about how to set smart goals, set goals that they actually will be able to meet? Um, and so we're going to talk about that today. Um, I'm going to start off with asking you guys kind of a, a fun question. Do, do you have any resolutions that you used to make that you never met or have resolutions that you used to make um and what was or maybe what was one resolution that you made and i want to say in the past um that you were actually successful at meeting that's a good question let's start with one that you would make and never actually succeed at oh reading the bible every day Mm. Yeah. Okay. So the I, daily. Yeah, I don't think I haven't made it out the month of January. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think for me, anything that I said I was gonna do, like on a daily basis, whether it was like reading the Bible, whether it was like you know, cleaning one part of my house every day. So I don't have to do this overhaul or making my bed every day or, you know, like write journaling every day, anything that I said I was going to do daily or even more than three times a week typically failed. (laughs) Mine was doing laundry weekly. Mm, Oh yeah, girl. That is my epic fail. Epic fail. Now do I do my 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 typical um superstitious wash all your laundry before the new year rings in oh yeah absolutely clothes are clean like i will literally step out of what i'm in and throw them in the laundry so that everything is clean will i clean it up come come march march will probably be the first time i do new laundry again Oh my aside, goodness. aside from the undergarments, because I have learned to keep them separate because this girl and her weekly wash routine <laughs> is, is, is a no-go. It's not going to happen. Yeah. I just, it's on the list. 
I was just talking with a friend about that earlier today. I've just accepted I'm going into the new year with dirty clothes. Like, it's just, <laughs> I mean, what I think about the priorities is like, eh, I'm not superstitious anyway. It's more so tradition. And I'm like, look, unless somebody going to come over here and wash them for me, right. you know, it's probably going to be some laundry that needs to be washed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I am. Like, unless the new year falls on the weekend, because that's when I do my laundry, it's not going to happen for me. <laughs> so that's my fail. So have y'all had, do you have one that stands out for you that you were really proud of, that you made the resolution and you were able to successfully, like, stick with it, follow through? I don't even remember. That's sad. Like, I think once I stopped, like, making these hardcore, like, write them down, mm-hmm. I don't really think, like, I I tend to think of the year as in, as in themes. Like, this year I want to focus on this or I want to do more of, um, like, aspirational things. Like, I want to live life more boldly. I want to find a gym and I want to be more adventurous. Like, that type of thing versus, like, I want to do X, Y, like, I don't Yeah. Yeah. And I think for me, like, I didn't really, when I would make resolutions, it would be things like, oh, I want to be happier. And it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, what, what, like, what does that even mean? You know? So they would still be in like this huge, like, I'm about to do a whole life makeover. And Mm -hmm. I didn't really know where to start or how to begin. And it just ended up flopping. Like April said, by January, by the end of January, I was over it, you know, or I forgot it <laughs> and moved on. Yeah. 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 I when I think of any resolution, I don't think I've ever had a resolution that I can say when I did make them. Cause I mean, that's been three years now that I've made resolutions. <clears throat> but I can't think of it, like one that I said that actually succeeded. So that makes me think that maybe it's not so much resolutions that <laughs> are going to be realistic to do, but maybe talking about how do we set realistic goals? How do we set goals that we can, you know, look at, assess, say, yes, this is working. No, this is not working. Make some modifications. And so I think we should talk about like smart goal setting and we'll talk about what smart goal setting looks like. Um, so we'll talk about smart. And some of you are probably familiar with this. We're talking about specific goals. So your goals need to be specific. They need to be measurable. So like not just saying, so you know, like Shari said, I would say I want to be happy. Okay, well, if your goal is I want to be happier, how are you going to measure that? Is yes. that going to be based on how often you go out with friends and family or how, you know, there needs it needs to be, you know, quantifiable. You need to be able to measure that. And they need to be attainable. Now, I could say that, you know, in the next six weeks, I want to lose these 20 pounds. So I need to make sure that if I make a goal, it's something that's realistic for me to be able to, um, to, to, to obtain. To actually attain. Yeah. It needs to be realistic. So it also needs to be relevant to 
something important in your life or something um, like that you're that you're trying to reach. If it's not necessarily a goal for you, um, then you're probably not going to be able to be successful in actually meeting that goal. And then you need to put a time frame on it. It needs to be time bound. So if you don't say, okay, well, I want to do this and I, you know, I hope to attain this goal by within the next six months, you know, so make sure you put some type of time to it. So make sure it's a smart goal. So smart being specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time bound. So definitely. Yeah. So before the show, Shari and I were kind of talking about like when you're when we're setting goals, like what are some goals that you know you want to think about? And she mentioned kind of like when she thinks about it, she thinks about it in four like areas. Mm -hmm. Shari, you want to talk about what we were talking about, the four areas? Yeah. So I tend to think about it like as a professional goal, a personal goal, a health goal, and a wealth goal. So I tend to try to shoot for those four different areas of goals. And Mm -hmm. then under each of the areas, I try to make more of like smaller step goals, right? Because I think sometimes, and I know for me, like, like I said, I'll make these huge goals, like, oh, I want to, you know, work out more. And then I don't have any like steps or I'll say like, oh, I want to be, I think at one point y'all was like, oh, I want to be a runner. And I think I kept saying that to y'all, like, I want to be a runner. I want to be a runner. (laughs) And I was really out here trying to run without like actually planning how to do it. So I'd be like trying to get it together and it didn't work because I didn't have like the step goals. So when you're making bigger goals, you want to have step goals underneath it. So I have those four areas um, and then have like smaller step goals to reach throughout the year, throughout the month under those four areas. Yeah. Have y'all done anything like that? Like kind of broke it down into different categories? I don't really categorize um, goals. For me, I kind of keep it a little less like, formal more so what is the area I just want to focus on period mm-hmm. um like what is there an area that I struggled in the previous year that I want to improve on so I look at it in terms in terms of that more so than like specific um areas and then also because I'm not a I'm not a fan of setting like five six seven goals mm-hmm. at one time yeah. um I tend to say, okay, well, this I want to focus on now. And then once I get there, then move to that. And some stuff has trickle-down effects, like little um, mm-hmm. little things are there. But I find what works for me is kind of is focusing on one or two at the most mm-hmm. things at a time. Um, that way nothing falls through the cracks. It doesn't start to feel like an obligation. Mm-hmm. That it just becomes part of just an overall lifestyle change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for me, I usually, um, and this is kind of how we got on the topic of the different, you know, four areas. Cause I was saying, oh yeah, I usually do like a personal and professional. Um, and then, you know, Shari kind of mentioned like the health and the wealth part. And I was like, yeah, that kind of like, kind of captures like a lot of the different domains that probably a lot of people, 
um, a lot of people's goals maybe fall into. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely, you know, always, you know, try to set a personal goal and a professional goal. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's usually one, you know, maybe I have like one big professional goal, one big personal goal each year. And that's, big in the sense I'm going to do this grand thing, but just like, this is the main thing I'm going to focus on. Mm-hmm. And there might be things that fall underneath there. Um, you know, like you said, that kind of trickle down from that primary thing, um, April, but it's usually a personal and a professional goal yeah. for sure. Yeah. And, and April, I'm, I agree with you. Like I try not to like overwhelm my system. Cause I think sometimes when you do have a lot of goals that you're holding, at once or a lot of changes that you're trying to implement at once, it can feel really overwhelming because change is usually really slow. It's usually, you know, trial and error. It's usually just a lot of, of work. So it can feel really overwhelming. And so I think that's a really good point of being like, you know, don't get too overwhelmed, too overzealous. We're trying to make too many changes all at once. Right. Um, Yeah. Focusing on different things along the way. Yeah, and I think sometimes, like, I try to to be cautious, well, I'll say recent years, cautious of how I talk about resolutions versus goals. Because mm-hmm. um, I found a, there's a lot of, like, shaming around New Year's resolutions. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I said to January, you can start, and I'm just like, well, let's give people credit. Like, meet people where they are. Um, And if someone says they want to start January 1, okay cool let's start there i mean yeah and and shifting that language to okay how do we turn this resolution into a smart goal um Mm. and i talked about this over the weekend of show like i understand why people wait until the first of the year because it's very symbolic like this is a new year Mm. like i get it um no you don't have to wait to january to start but i also understand why people do so how do we take that motivation and use it wisely and not turn it into i'm going to be a whole new person like eh, do you need to be a whole well let's just like maybe <laughs> this part of you <laughs> that's where it gets you know first because we got to think about we're human it didn't take one year to get into some of these situations so Dang. it's not gonna take more than one year to get out of it yes um so that's why for me i like to think of what areas did I struggle with? What do I want to do differently about those areas? And what, um, like, what is something that I want to achieve that maybe I did in the previous year? Mm-hmm. And then from there and, and taking those steps. And I agree with uh, what both of you said about, like, setting those smaller goals yeah. along the way because it gives you an opportunity to pat yourself on the back when yeah. you reach. So... I think at some point this year, I said I wanted to get to the point I want to be able to dead, not deadlift. I want to be able to squat 100 pounds, right? Yeah. Um, and I was okay. doing good. I got up to 65. Then yeah. I stopped working out. <laughs> <laughs> Life started happening. And then I tried to go back to it. I tried to go back to where I had stopped off and I ended up like spraining something. Yes, <laughs> I remember that. Yes, <laughs> and I broke my heel. But uh, <laughs> but what that taught me is like consistency is key. Yeah. But I also was able to say, okay, well, I started at forty pounds. I didn't get to one hundred, but mm. I got to stop. 
Yeah. Something like, okay, I have to be proud of. It's all right. Well, I got a little bit more time to go. So, like, being able to not, not beating yourself up if you didn't get to the finish line, but are you closer than where you started? Yeah. And I think like what you said about consistency being key is really important because it's so important to make sure that your goals match up with your personal value system and not somebody else's. Right. Because when, because like we said, change is really hard. Like making a different lifestyle change is difficult. Like we are like, as psychologists, we're literally in the business of helping people make lifestyle changes and right, not, right. and it's because it's really hard. And so if you go into change and it's not connected to something that you actually value, but it's something your mama, your, your husband, your best friend, your cousin, your coworker, something that someone else outside of you values, it's going to be really hard to stay on track with that at times. So when it's hard to get out of bed and go work out at five o'clock in the morning, if it's not your value, the chances are you're going to pass it up. You're not going to do it, you know? Um, And so it's going to be really important to, when you're thinking about consistency, to connect it to your values, connect it to something that actually means something to you and something that's actually really important. And that's the R of the SMART goal, like making sure that it's relevant for your life. It actually made me think about like, you know, I used to, I used to love to run because that's what I was able to do after I stopped, you know, cheering, you know, with cheerleading, we had practices all the time. We had games, we had, you know, early morning workouts. And after I stopped doing that, I was like, I got all this, you know, I'm so used to being active. I need something to do. And I picked up running and, you know, my best friend, you know, she was a cheerleader also. And so we were in the same city. We picked up running together and we run miles and we do, you know, we signed up for the bridge runs. And so Mm -hmm. the running was a thing. And then after a while, it stopped being my thing, (laughs) but it was still her thing. And so like, she would send me these things like, oh, let's do this run or, you know, let's like do this thing and I'd be like, uh, yeah, I'm not really, I'm, just, I'm not really feeling it. And so like every time she would start, it's so funny. Cause we'd have these conversations. She'd start this new fitness thing, right? Like if, if, um, Pilates was the thing, this is what we're doing. <laughs> let's, let's have to do this Pilates. And then, you know, Tybo, she became a Tybo instructor. So like Tybo was the thing. I mean, like she was on it. So every like fitness thing, she was on it and she would always send me the things like let's sign up for this or hey i got this login i'm gonna give you my login so you can log in and try this workout and honey I'll tell you probably never did most of these workouts is me and so finally i had to say you know fitness is kind of your thing Right. That's, that's Mm -hmm. like your thing. That's (laughs) not my thing. Like if I'm driving and I have my gym bag in the back seat and I have the choice of, you know, going to this after work social, cause I know it's being catered by one of my favorite restaurants or (laughs) going to the gym, I'm going to drive past the gym, you know, it's just, it needs to, it's like, that's not, that is no longer a goal. I mean, it's a goal for me now for other reasons, but it was <laughs> it was not a goal. And it cha- it changed, you know, so it's okay for, you know, sometimes maybe you've set a goal in the past and, 
you know, now it's no longer relevant for your life or it's not something that that's important for you now. And so you can make modifications and don't let other people make you feel bad about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny because I, I have tried to do the couch to five page like 18 times and I never <laughs> make this. Like I went and running shoes. I joined the running club. Uh, my real running shoes, like I fit it. But they like, watch how you walk to make sure that, you know, look how you donate. Never make this a 5K. And then well, I was talking with someone, I think about my nutritionist at one point, and she was like, it sounds like you don't like running. And I was like, I don't. So she was like, don't stop running. What a simple observation, right? He's <laughs> like, don't stop running. Yeah. To run. So why? Am I trying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, do something that you enjoy. That you actually enjoy. No, because I hear people all the time talking about changes and they're like, ah, oh, yeah, I need to do that. You know, I need to change here. I need to change. I need to run. I need to eat better. I need to talk to my family more. Like I need, and it's like, well, do you want to do it? You know, because we'll get in this space of like needs and obligations and things that we should be doing but at the end of the day, it's like, well, do you even want to? Does that even, do you enjoy right. it? Because, yeah. Because one thing we will do is rebel against things that feel obligatory. Yeah. Yeah. Your mind and will. Yeah. Not only do you want to, are you ready to do it? Because there are some things that we need to do that we know we need to do, speaking personally. Girl. But, like, being honest with yourself, are you ready to put in the work? Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe the work needs to be getting you mentally prepared to yes. make it before jumping into the actions. Because if the mental part isn't there, it's going to be a struggle and it's not going to be fun. You're going to be discouraged. So, yeah. it makes me think about like, the, the um, process of change and how the, um, the preparation phase, which is right before the action, is you prepare yourself to make those changes. You don't just jump in and say, okay, I'm going to stop smoking. It's like, okay, well, no, you got to prepare. Like, yeah. what on your smoke break? Do you need to tell your smoking buddies not to, like, are you going to hide? Like, what are those things you're going to do when you meet your or face-to-face with your triggers? So, mentally mm-hmm. ready and being honest with, like, okay, what are going to be the challenges to this major life change that I'm trying to make or significant change and I like that. prepare myself for those challenges. Yeah, I like that. And I think that's one of the the bigger reasons why resolutions can be really hard um, or they you know, often fail for a lot of people or fail a lot of people is because we don't think about how many changes actually have to happen with the life change. So for instance, a lot of people... One of the resolutions is like lose weight or get slimmer, you know, and we don't think about like, well, that means that you have to find a gym. Do you have a gym in your area? Can you afford a gym? Do you have time to go to a gym? Do you have a babysitter for the kids while you're at the gym? Mm -hmm. You know, that means that you have to cook. Do you have recipes? Do you have the money or the time to actually put into making healthier meals? You know, like you got to take lunch to lunch to work? Do you have the utensils? Like there's so many changes that happen with a huge resolution. And how is it going to impact your social life? Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of 
time that kind of stuff impacts your social life too. It does. It impacts your social life and just kind of your life in general, like other people around you. And so it's really important to think about like, you know, what's really happening in these different areas and how is it going to be so, you know, such a big change? How am I actually going to make it or start it? And then how am I going to maintain it? You know, that's a really big one. Um, and being so real. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. And then, because y'all got me thinking about goals that I said I was going to do next year. Being realistic about expectations. So I was <laughs> so I was watching Instagram clips of Summer Walker's tour in Atlanta. Mm. And so she had these, I don't want to call them pole dancers. These are like cold artists. Yeah. Like Chilling. Yes. Yeah, and so you know what I said? I said, you know what? I'm gonna take up pole dancing when I get back home. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna do six weeks. I'm gonna commit to six weeks of pole dancing because in my head, I'm picturing that in six weeks, I'm gonna look like them. Girl, no. Baby. Girl, if you look like them in six weeks, I need your instructor. Okay. That will kill you. The thing will, the pole will kill you. I know. And I've done pole dancing before. That's why I'm like, April, you know better. You're not going to look like them in six weeks. You're still going to be trying to figure out how to hold yourself up. How to hold a pole. Why am I chafing? Like, what's why going on? How do I explain these bruises? <laughs> You are real. Like we should really take a uh, pole dancing class because literally the only reason that I work out as much as I do is so that one day I can pole dance. (laughs) 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 I don't think I've ever told y'all that, but for real, like, no, seriously. (laughs) But you have to be realistic because one of my goals was this past year, um, after I like completed all of my doctoral requirements, all umpteen hundred of them, I right. was like, I'm about to travel more, you know? And, and it felt like a real goal that I could attain until I realized that my bank account was sure. not make it a, a, a thing. It was not a real thing in my bank account. And so we have to make sure that they're realistic because mm-hmm. I can't be out here comparing myself to somebody else's travel itinerary and saying, I want to travel more when I don't, you know, I'm not checking people's pockets. Exactly. I realized that my credit was actually more important than some of the people that I was watching um, doing all this traveling on these credit cards. So, oh. so really, you can't afford to travel either. Yeah. You just investing in a lot of credit card debt mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm just not willing because okay. I was like oh yeah I'm gonna travel more forgetting that I bought a house like you bought a house a, like, whole, <laughs> a whole home girl no that that mortgage will sit you down quick okay <laughs> but yeah realistic they definitely have to be realistic <laughs> so no. I think Okay. I think it'd be fun if we talked about like what our personal um, goals might be for 2020. But I'd like to I'd like to save that for next time because I want us to spend some time actually telling some of our listeners like what are some of our goals, how did we come to that, okay. you know, and what we hope to you know achieve from you know meeting those goals. 
And, you know, how we plan to kind of process through if we don't meet those goals in the time frame in which we set them. Because, you know, sometimes people struggle with not, like they feel like failures or it just puts them in a negative space when maybe what the goal was that they set doesn't actually come to fruition or, you know, doesn't pan out. And it's okay. Like, how, how do you move through that? I think it'd be really fun to kind of disclose a little bit. For next time. Yeah, so we're going to okay. do that next. Because I, I want us to kind of really think about, like, what are some of our goals? Because I've been thinking through this conversation. I want right to do a split by December. Yes. <laughs> April, you got a thing going on, boo. What you got to do? Same. Um, we We're going to talk about these goals um, next session because um, I, need, I need to know um, <laughs> where these goals are originating. <laughs> right, I think right. you that that tour. It blew those dances blew my mind. They were phenomenal. Oh, do you know? So y'all know, and this is such a segue, but yeah, we about to wrap it up. But I follow um Sammy Picone on. She was a dancer. She was one I, of the dancers. Yeah, her. she was one of the dancers. That is like my idol for like that's why i was I, like oh i'm about I, to get in the gym so i can do some dancing like sammy um yeah. i probably will never do dancing like sammy but she is my motivation for sure but yeah she was one of the dancers y'all literally like go follow her because yeah uh, when i started following her page i was just like this is the artistry of it like yeah. it is pure artistry like i i could pay to watch her do a show yeah she's awesome she's amazing we'll put her bio in the link or link in the bio (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah but yeah no i think that's a great idea erica for us to um in the next episode talk a little bit about our personal goals kind of where they come from where they originate from if we had to pare them down if we've tried it before you know and then what is the game plan if we aren't reaching those goals um as we would like in the new year so i like that i think that's a good topic to to roll into for sure um, does anybody have anything left to say about smart goals before we kind of check out, do takeaways? Uh, I just want to remind everyone that your goal needs to be specific. Mm-hmm. So, and then measurable. So make sure you can quantify it, the amount, how much you want to, you know, do, you know, how are you going to know that you're meeting the goal? Make mm-hmm. sure that so make sure it's realistic something that you can realistically attain make sure that it's relevant it's relevant to like your values and what you want for your life not something that somebody else is imposing upon you or something that you feel pressure to do um and then make sure it's time bound so you put a time frame for when you want to come back circle back and assess if you've met the goal or not so um it's a smart goal, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time bound. Yeah. And I can't stress enough how important it is to have accountability people for your ah. goals. Um, I almost forgot that part, but like having somebody and not somebody who's going to nag you or shame you or make you feel guilty, 
if you're having some difficulty or some missteps, but somebody who's really going to like pour into you and support you and really hold you accountable. You know, I have certain friends that I know they're not going to be the ones that's like, get off your ass and go to the gym. They're not going to hold me accountable because they're not going to go either. You know? So, <laughs> right. those people who are really... Girl, that is me. I'm be like, girl, you fine. Go ahead and go home, girl. You tired. You don't have a long Look, day. I'm like, you saw twice this week already. You good. One day is not going to hurt. <laughs> right. And have y'all noticed y'all are not my gym accountability people. <laughs> but y'all be my emotional accountability people like you you know every once in a while you need that friend that's gonna be like girl he don't want you go on like get over it those <laughs> 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 people for me <laughs> he's right he is not right Mm-mm. But I, he don't want you get over it um <laughs> but yes have somebody who's gonna hold you accountable in a loving in a supportive but also in a way that's gonna get you up and working on those goals that are that are important to you, you know, because they are important and they are your goals that you've set for yourself. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So let's do some takeaways. Anybody get any like information that you really want the listeners to hold on to? Huh? What'd you say? I said, I thought we were doing takeaways. Oh, girl. Look. (laughs) I was about to say, I need another (laughs) <laughs> that was a takeaway so take those points away listeners <laughs> yes, my only thing to add is a dream ain't nothing no a goal ain't nothing but a dream with a deadline i like that well i did have a takeaway from um f scott fitzgerald i had a quote that i wanted to say <laughs> I prepare. I need to look. That might need to be my send my love because I don't have nobody for that. But this is gonna be my takeaway. So this is a quote. I really like it. It says, "For what it's worth, it's never too late to be whoever you want to be." I hope you live a life you're proud of, and if you find that you're not, I hope you have the strength to start over. Oh, right. Wasn't that cute? Wasn't that cute? So that's Elf Scott Fitzgerald, who I don't know. If that's a real person or not. Yeah, he he wrote the Great Gatsby. The person, I was gonna say that's a writer, right? A famous writer? Yeah. Yes, but his quotes, his quotes, no, you don't know what he actually said. Exactly. Oh. And and I found it on Pinterest. You know, people will put somebody's name under anything. But anyway, it's a great quote. It was on Pinterest. Yeah. 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 Washington <laughs> Right. It's a great quote. So hopefully you realize that it's never too late to become who you want to be. Um, So as you're thinking about your new smart goals, your goals, your steps, your whatever you want to call it, you know, know that it's not too late to become that person um, that you are ever so reaching to become. So, yes. Uh All right. So let's move on to send one your love, Shari's favorite segment. (laughs) (laughs) Who would you like to send your love to out there? You know what? I actually have one this time. 
And it's because my whole family is in my house right now. So (laughs) I want to send my love to my entire family, my mom, my brother, my sister. Um, We're all adults. We don't really have children in our family. (laughs) So um, it's always like hard to get us pinned down to one spot because we're all living our own lives. So I want to send my love to them because last year at Christmas, I told them that I was not making the journey to Louisiana that I have been making for the last eight years that I haven't lived in the state. And I was like, y'all are coming to me and they made it happen. Like they actually all just kind of dropped what they were doing, figured out how to get here to South Carolina. And so I want to send my love to them because Christmas is usually really difficult. We had um, lost our, our dad and my mom's husband during that time. And so it's always a big time for us to really like be intentional, make new traditions. And so this is a new tradition that hopefully we can keep on with. So I want to send my love to them for coming through for me, even though I threw a tantrum about them coming. <laughs> <laughs> and I can see this whole tantrum. I can just imagine. Yeah. I threw a whole tantrum. Like y'all don't respect me. I'm not coming to Louisiana. I'm tired. So they made it. <laughs> I want to send my love to my parents who are in there putting their whole foot in it. Okay. (laughs) Like it was like walking into food heaven when I walked through that door and smelled all the wonderful aromas coming out this kitchen. Um, Although um, I can't eat not a drop of it until tomorrow. So that was a little disappointing. But you know what? I'm sending the love anyway because I know that when I put that manna from heaven in my mouth on Christmas Eve, that it's going to be all worth it. So I'm sending my love to my awesome mom and dad, Mr. and Mrs. James. I love you. I am so ready for this caramel cake, honey. Yes, your this dad made caramel cake. Oh, girl. Yes. So, yes. I'm so excited. I, I love them. I love them anyway, but I especially love them a, a little extra much around Thanksgiving and Christmas. <laughs> okay. Sounds like it's going to be a good day tomorrow. Girl, it's going to be a good day. I've invited the dates over. <laughs> we'll be there. We'll be there. Full effects. <laughs> So, yeah, so looking forward to it. Looking forward to eating with family and friends. Okay. Well, I I would like to send my love to my family and friends who came down to my graduation last weekend. Uh, (laughs) We had a ball. Well, I hope I had a ball. I had a ball. It was good. It was a, yeah, Shari was there as well. It was a very good, it was a long day. It was a good day. Um, had about 30 people there, um, all who traveled, uh, boat, plane, carrier pigeon. Um, <laughs> so just wanted to send my love to everyone who came down to celebrate, um, especially those. I know a lot of people had a lot of stuff going on. Um, so those who took the time to come out, um, especially, um, for women, especially who have attained like achievements, like education oriented people who haven't done so sometimes don't understand the, 
nature of how big it is. It's kind of like we are only celebrated if it's a wedding. Mm-hmm. And to have so many people like recognize it and see it as a big deal was, um, was you know, it was nice because sometimes people don't get when you explain like what you're doing. Everybody doesn't get it, which I get it. If you haven't done it, I understand too. But um, to have people just take the time out and to spend it with me to celebrate this accomplishment, it was a really good weekend. Um, so that's what my love is going out to. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, definitely want to remind all of our listeners to please follow us on social media. We can be found on Instagram and Facebook at three Sykes and a mic. That's the number three Sykes and a mic. If you'd like to submit any questions to us or comments about the show, please um, send us direct messages through Instagram, Facebook, and you can also email us at three Sykes and a mic at gmail.com and on that note um we will sign out if you want to send us some reviews we do ask that you send us reviews on any of the platforms in which you listen to the show so spotify apple whatever you listen to please leave reviews and comments it um it helps us greatly and we hope you all have a wonderful and happy holiday season and until next time Bye. 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 <laughs>